Welcome back to the podcast at the murder of the end of the world that you're listening to a podcast about. That's right, baby. We're back. It's Andy and Axel here from the DVR Podcast Network. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. We are here to talk about episode three of FX on Hulu's Murder at the End of the World, entitled Survivors, directed by one of our showrunners and co-creators, Zal's got this one. So it went Brit, Zal, Zal. I don't know who has the next one. I don't know if Brit's going to direct again. Uh, as we had talked about, that was her first directing job, the first episode. Great job. What a great episode. Andy, how are you doing, my friend? Well, I just poured myself a fresh coffee and Coke, so I am ready <laughs> to podcast about this great show. Yeah. I was watching that, and I said to my wife, honey, have you ever tried that? Because she is a, like, my wife is one of those people that you could buy like a shirt that says, don't talk to me. I haven't had my coffee yet. Or you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. uh-huh. she's like a coffee yeah. person, you know, <laughs> um, her mom buys her things like that. Like she, we have, let me just, let me explain something to you folks. Oh, by the way, go to dvrpodcast.com If you want to check out all our awesome podcasts, like around the couch, mine hunter, mayor of Kingstown, uh, rabbit hole, game of Thrones, all that shit. But anyway, we have one shelf for all the glasses that me, my wife, and my son use. And then we have an entire other shelf that's just coffee mugs. And she's the only one that drinks coffee. So that's kind of how it goes around here. But she had said she had never tried this. And I, I never tried it, too. She brought up a good point. Was it cold coffee? Or are you mixing a, co- a warm Coke? What did you think it was? Was the Coke warm? Or I don't know. It must have been. I guess I didn't even think about it that yeah. much. It sounded so disgusting to me that I was like, uh, but it, I've heard of people drinking it before, so it must not be too bad. I don't know. The temperature thing is what got me. Like, I'm thinking if it was iced, m- maybe it wouldn't be that bad. But if it was. Yeah, if it was iced coffee, it probably would be. Yeah, see? But if it was if it was warm soda in warm coffee, that's kind of nasty. Or yeah, if it was, hot Coke just doesn't sound real Yeah, nice. ew. Or if it was, I actually, I used to know a person who liked to heat up Coca-Cola. It gets, it takes, I think it takes a lot of the bubbles out of it, right? Yeah, um, it does. Anyway. And it, it, it tastes a little different too, but that's for our pop podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and by the way, I think I recognize the road that they were driving on and then they go through that big puddle. And uh-huh. I think that's somewhere near Bayonne. Um, Bayonne, Jersey City, kind of Bergen County kind of area over there. Um, uh, so I think, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. But it, I'm, I'm looking, now I'm very much looking for the Jersey stuff. <laughs> yeah, of course. When they're, when they're in the past. But another great episode. Um, Darby is on the case, I guess, should, should be another name for this episode. This was really like, okay. Now she is trying to ask questions. She's trying to figure it out. She almost gets hired. She almost gets paid, but she doesn't work for money. Her cases are only for free. She's anti-corporate like fangs. Um, But I really love this episode. What did you think, Andy? Yeah, I liked it too. It's uh, just like last week. I I watched this one twice and the, the second time these, I don't remember a show quite like this where it plays completely different the second time I watch it. So it's, I don't, there's so many, 
even more confusing as to what's real and what isn't real. Is everything real? Isn't who do you trust? Can you trust anybody? It seems like that's even been doubled in this episode, I think. Yes. Yeah, it really has. And I think that um, I was listening to our good friend Bubba's uh, podcast, and we do want to send people over to the Double P Podcast Network. Listen to our friend Bubba. He covers his episodes are much more compact, about 20 minutes. He gets all to all the points. So I'm listening to the podcast. I'm like, God, we've got to mention that. We've got to mention it's, that. <laughs> well, he's, he's so awesome at just bringing up questions. Yeah. Of and and pointing things out and it's very succinct too it's a good listen if you're into the show if you enjoy what we do listen to his too it's very good yes and he does in as i used to say uh on lost mythos inform our questions and kind of give us an idea of what to talk about um this episode i felt we learned a little bit more about some of our other characters. Obviously, um, Rohan is the guy who we were talking about last episode who showed up in a truck and seemed to, we thought he might be working there and he had such a violent reaction mm-hmm. when Bill's death was announced. And now Darby is really trying to get into him and he really is kind of the focus of this episode though we do have some good stuff from andy and lee a little bit of zoomer in there as well we go behind a lot of stuff with ray too yes a lot of stuff with ray um we get a little upstairs downstairs with uh tomas right Mm -hmm. the waiter which i enjoyed as well i loved that scene and i know we're just kind of jumping around but I thought it was so cool how she just kind of walks by and I thought it was very well directed and just the cinematography was very, the framing was great. The way you see all of the people who work there, the waiters, waitresses, what have you, staff, and they're like hidden behind like a row of dishes and stuff, but we just kind of, and you hear the guy talking, you are to say, no comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. About yeah, the, the uh, about Fang's death. Yeah. The uh, yeah, we can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. yeah. And we, they need to protect the reputation of the hotel and Mr. Ronson. You know, and that that's one of the things when I mentioned picking up different things and looking at the episode differently. The second time I watched it, that stuff, and then the multiple times in this episode where like that speech is happening at the exact moment Darby walks in. Darby walks into the party and one person comes up and another one interrupts and another one interrupts and another one interrupts. Yes. I mean, it's, there's so much stuff happening coincidentally here that it can't be an accident. Dude. I, I, so, I, I don't, I really, the first time I watched it, I didn't notice it as much because it was so much, it was like an info dump, info dump. So I'm paying attention. Yeah. And the second time after I know everything, I'm like, wow, this is really starting to stick out. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like she's playing a video game or something. And all these things keep coming up and happening to her. Mm. It's almost like she's playing a video game, Andy. That is a great way of putting it. And I feel very much like that as well. And we are introduced to a video game too. Yeah, she actually does play a video game in this. So Exactly. Yeah. And then we have a nice conversation, which is the last thing we were talking about, which I, this was the thing that was kind of, stood out to me the most 
we could even start with it is the conversation between Darby and Andy at the end of the episode. And thankfully, this week I remembered to bring up the good old TV show transcripts. So we have our transcript here where he tells the story of Walt Disney building a train inside of his house because he has a bigger idea, and which was Disneyland, right? And then he talks about mating the hamsters with, yeah. with uh, Zoomer, and Zoomer corrects him, 67, um, right? And, well, and not just that, he also talks about mating the AI together. And, That's, uh, yeah. Is he, is, is he creating cyborgs or something? Is that what this is going to go? I mean, there's some weird, I mean, is that just all... I'm probably reading way too much into it, but well, we're looking, we just, the whole thing started with her running into zoomer and, Mm -hmm. and having this augmented reality, which we've talked about last week, of course, and was in the first couple episodes of the show. And to me, if you, if you're leading with that, you've got the trains in his house. We see this whole thing of these automated machines building a huge silo shout out to double p podcast silo (laughs) listen to it we'll give you another plug on that one because i thought of the same fucking thing when it showed up bubba you know bubba has to come on the show now because we keep plugging his show all the time he has no choice so he does he does it's like it's his pay it's his payment for uh (laughs) all of our free advertising we will we will send him a receipt but it just makes it it furthers to me This entire episode, I felt even more entrenched in the feeling, the idea that I have, I trust nothing that I'm seeing and I'm going mostly on feeling. Yeah. There was so many weird things. What the fuck is she chasing Rohan through the snow? He's got the mask on. He's got a big uh-huh. axe, right? Like, what is going on here? It was so <laughs> weird, right? Like, it, I felt like I was watching, like, some Bergman movie or something. Like, what the hell was happening? And there's so many other, even like, that That leads me to, like, when uh, she sees him walking out and and Darby talks to the, Ray and she's like, who was that? And Ray's like, who is what? Or who, who, who like, he didn't know what she was talking about. And yep. and Ray, how, how would Ray not know that? He knows who goes in and out of that building at all times. The mid, and, yeah, uh, yeah, man, a, a lot of the things different. Like you had in the notes, Ray suddenly can't look things up on the internet anymore. Um, but yeah, and we know we know that the smart bulbs are connected via Wi-Fi, so Wi-Fi obviously works there. Yeah, and he can also track down people's flight numbers and get the picture. Everything seems very curated. How can how can Ray not pick up her voice when music is playing when the music is coming from him? <laughs> There's so many. I'm like, what is something it, is way yeah. off here? And it, I just <laughs> because that was interesting to me too, Andy. And that is kind of the through line, and maybe we can tie it together with that. Is is what Darby is experiencing coming from her 
coming from somewhere different. Is she in, is her mind somewhere different or in a different time? Is her body somewhere different or are the things around her all fabricated to create this game? Is this all the castle VR? She has to chase this crown. What is the crown? We still don't know if they solved the original Silver Uh Doe murder. We, we, yeah, we really, still don't know how the hell they got out of the basement. I we, mean, there's <laughs> again, yes, just left off like that. Right. Even though we get scenes of them meeting the only survivor. Right. Mm-hmm. And they provide clues. And it was so weird when they have that conversation with the survivor, the way Bill is like, tries to show her the way their network can work. You know what I mean? Is like, Oh, they'll text back. And then they just put the phone down and wait. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't trust anything. I definitely don't trust anything Ray says. I don't trust anything Lee says, anything Andy says. The interaction with Lee and Zoomer was hella strange. Her story. Yeah. I don't that know. thing, too, um, when, when she wakes up and they're gone, it's very reminiscent to last, well, I think it was episode one. Maybe it's episode two where it's the flashback and after the, the when uh, she wakes up and Bill is gone. I mean, so multiple. I mean, there's mm. things mir- things mirroring that keep happening that have happened before. I don't something just I can't. I don't know. That's very that's very interesting because it's it's like the dishes thing that's happened multiple times too. There's things that keep happening multiple times. I just don't something I can't. Well, I, feels oh, like it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't quite figure it out. Yes, because it is, it's, it's becoming more like the dream logic that when you were, when you brought up this reminding you of David Lynch, which is mm-hmm. something that he uses in his films and is kind of a, I mean, I think before him too, it was a technique in film too, of this type of using this type of dream logic where it's in it's there's more of an intuitive feeling that comes through because it's mm-hmm. connected or reminiscent to reality and that's mm-hmm. how this feels to me too that that's what's happening to darby is that it's it's almost as if ray or whatever the environment the hotel the people or whatever is picking up off of her own thoughts her memories her to feed back in a loop to her, to make her feel comfortable, but also to lead her down into other paths. Um, je- I, there were very, a lot of strange things going on here uh, in this show. And the Walt Disney thing just makes me feel like what we're seeing is not real. And per- or perhaps what we're seeing in the, in the past too is fabricated. And there was a little idea that I had thought about and Bubba quickly mentioned it. You listened. I was like, actually, when we started the podcast, I was listening to his podcast. <laughs> I wanted to hear the final little theory there. Yeah. Um, but he did bring up earlier. I don't know if this was the final theory that perhaps she is one of the victims. And this is some sort of. She's dead already, and this is yep. helping the the AI figure out who killed her. 
Yeah. I, I think that that would definitely make that would definitely make make some of this stuff make sense. Like the the AI is combing through her memories or something mm, and yep. trying to recreate something. Yep, little I could piece see of that. This, I mean, there's yeah. I mean, it would make sense as to why things aren't always, especially if it's through her memories, because it's like the things with the dates in the, the first episode where I had said that um, she. They said that he was leaving two weeks later, and in two days late, in two days later, she's at the place, and then the next day he dies, and they weren't even supposed to be on the flight for two weeks, and things like that. The inconsistencies that would be a way to explain a lot of those because no one's memory is one hundred percent accurate. Mm-hmm. So that would that would maybe help some of the discrepancies, obvious discrepancies, help them be help them a reason for that anyways yeah you take a little at this point i mean i understand continuity errors but at this point it has to be on purpose there's so many yeah it's weird shit um in that conversation the before andy sends her home he just changes and and if you read this script like we're doing i should just put a link to this script so people can look at it it's it's really just the um closed captioning printed out onto a website it's probably an ai that does it by the way uh (laughs) sure it is but like it scrapes it as they say i don't even know what that means i just heard it in a movie one time um but (laughs) he says like you said they're talking about um uh he says i realized that the way to leap ai forward was to mate them you can do that Ray is a combination of my language processing algorithm and my home security AI. And then Darby says, like Disney, you, you leapt tech forward through play. And then he changes the subject and says, so after giving it some thought, I think it's best you go home. <laughs> right after she through, says that. And the line was through play? Yes, through play. So basically in this... Uh, it connected for me, it connected back to the whole big climbing the mountain to see the, or the autumn, the, I guess the robots, that's what they the robots, really were. Yeah. The, yeah. the robots building this structure and working in unison and creating bridges and doing things, which in a sense, and then he says too, through action, through building, through play, they learn, Right. And in the same way is what's happening with her in this hotel. Is it play, right? Like every yeah. instance she comes to is is challenging her in a certain way, is teaching her in a certain way. When she's looking to find whose shoes, who has the red laces on their boots, <laughs> it's Rohan. And not only is it Rohan, but he sits down right next to her. Yeah. Right? Like everything it is like they're all, you know, NPC non-playable characters and it she does it really got that's what I said that second time watching it, I really got that feel strongly. Yeah. yeah. Everything's happening like we said. Everyone seems to have read her book, even though they didn't uh-huh. know who was gonna be on the trip, right? Yeah. Well, but supposedly that, yeah, it's, I know what you're gonna say. She says, you only sold 2,000 books. Yeah. You printed, she says, your publisher, how does she know that information? Your publisher printed what, around 4,000 copies and you sold around two? How the fuck does Uh she know that? Yeah, who would know that kind of information? That's. But also, that's not a lot. So how are they, (laughs) like, 
I know she dedicated the book to Lee and she knows Fangs, so that is a way she would have gotten invited to this. But the way that she's accepted as part of this is kind of strange. Well, and there's there's something else there too. One of the things that Ray says, and I I preface anything we talk about with Ray, I am really not not 100% sure he's a reliable narrator or I'm not technically not a narrator, but I don't know if I trust all the information from him anyways. But like when, when, uh, when Darby is doing the research through him about the, the other people there and she says something like everybody here is so special. And Ray says, including you. So there's obviously something else there that I don't, is there something we don't know about Darby besides the, because you'd think somebody that sells 2000 books is not, not on the level of people that are, chairing robotics seminars at Harvard and things like that. So I don't, something there just doesn't add up. Yeah. That, that caught me as either this AI is programmed to make you like him and make you feel good about you. Oh, that could be, yeah. You know, something like that. Um, it's interesting to go back to that other conversation. It was just one more line from it. Um, he says there was this grown man riding in and out of the living room on a children's toy, but he was thinking in three dimension. He was working something out. What? And then Andy says something that had never been done before a movie in motion in the real world, which is exactly what we're talking about. Is this whole thing augmented reality to create a situation in which a, pr a problem is solved? Tech is moved forward in some way. What is the tech? What is the problem? Is the problem her? Is there, do the does even exist? Or is that really a metaphor for her feeling that she, you know, she's just, cause there's a couple times in this show too, where it's like, no, no, no one counts on a 24 year old girl. Yeah. Right. She's so, she's little, she's kind of thin wayfish. Like Perry yeah, was saying, even, when, she, even, when she runs oh, out without her jacket on, you're like, my God, she's going to freeze in like two seconds. And then she does almost freeze. Yeah. And there's there's the the thing, like when she talks to uh, David and David's like, you're a child. And she's like, I'm not a child. And he's like, yeah, you kind of are. And like the conversation she has with Zoomer and he says, you're the closest in age to me. Mm -hmm. the, the, things like that. It's like, oh, it's, I don't, hmm. it's. I don't know. I'm kind of flummoxed because I still like I still like the idea too that she could be the test subject here. She's not maybe not playing a game. She might be a, the create. Maybe she's the next leap in technology. I don't or whatever he's because what what did you say the line the Disney line was again the he wanted to create a a movie in real life is that what he said a Something movie like that? a movie in motion in the real world. I'm trying to go back to it now. I always go. I was yeah. looking at something else. Which is what we're talking about as far as um, augmented that, reality goes. That would be the next step, right? I mean. Well, and the other thing that made me think that there was, I mean, one of the other things that Disney was famous for at Disneyland was animatronics and things that are look like real people moving around that aren't real yeah. people. Yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this doesn't, this just turns out much, much better than that did. But the, uh, but I mean, could that mean that that's what they're trying to do here? I mean, that for some reason, that stupid 
android thing just can't, doesn't get out of my brain. Either. I kind of think that's fun, Andy. They could all be robots. They could. There's... Or one or two of them is, like I had said, that is is Darby being tested the same way that Harrison Ford tested for replicants yeah. and Blade Runner, that kind of a yeah. thing. It's is that I don't know because because way back one of the first things Ray said was this was a, a test for his can't think of what I don't have that part in front of me right now, but they, he said it was a test for my whatever his performance or something was what this was going to be. So. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you are right about that. That was the director who, who said that. Remember he said, I think this, that's what this is. This is a test for. Okay. Yes. For my perform. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, there we, we learned, um, some interesting stuff. Uh, about fangs too, not only from Bill fangs, not only from Bill Farrar, what's Farrar backwards. I want to look Haraf. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> or does it, you know what? This could be one of those shows where they use anagrams and stuff like I that. Know. It wouldn't surprise me. Not at all. <laughs> uh, first of all, he was 27 when he died which brings him into the, of course, famous 27 group of Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain. Yeah, Heath Ledger. He, oh, oh, Heath Ledger. I think Heath Ledger was 27, oh, wasn't he? Okay. Jim Morrison, I think, was 27 too, right? Um, guy, this seemed like it would be a lot. Of, all those people seem like they lived a lot longer than they they really did. But that's interesting. So that kind of, I mean... I like the way the show taps into that stuff. And I guess he's kind of like in somewhat of like a Banksy type guy. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? That, Banksy is exactly what I thought. Oh, yeah. I'm, I should correct myself. He ledger was 28. He just barely oh, okay. missed it. But okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I get Banksy all the time. I mean, that's, that was kind of who I think of the whole time was that that's who it was, who he was supposed to be. But it's a Banksy that people know. I still think the weirdest thing about the whole Heath Ledger thing is how close he was to the Olsen twins, which is is still strange to me. Yeah. Wasn't he living in one of their apartments? Yeah. It was like, yeah. I think that he was very, uh, he may have dated one of them or something, which is kind of scary because yeah. they always kind of remind me of Schmeagle. Um, <laughs> right. My friend, yes. <laughs> um, now you see it, don't you? Uh, yeah, now I won't unsee. <laughs> but uh, we learn he, he had a global project to remove the S from shell stations around the world. That definitely sounded like a Banksy thing. Yes, yes. that was funny. Um, and then they talked about, which we already knew about, the artificial insanity, an abandoned auto factory in Detroit, deeply critical of the tech industry. And I guess that was also when there were some pictures taken of him and Lee there. And then we learned that when Lee has another conversation, when little zoomer is, um, defragmenting or powering up or whatever he's yeah. doing, <laughs> recharging, installing, installing updates. Yes. Installing updates. Um, she says that it was such a weird story. So she had been doxxed, right? So her yeah. views of, her, I guess she was like a radical feminist, I think they said, or anti-capitalist. People doxed her, which is when people send like the cops to your house saying something like 
you're being held kidnapped or something, or they yeah, give your put address all your information out. on the internet yeah. so everybody knows where to go. And yeah, all that not shit. Good stuff. She so she says she's was like broke, living at home or something, and Bill just showed up one day out of nowhere. Talk. And then she said, stayed on his front porch for three or four days. Ah, which is an old what? Zen thing. If you remember it from Fight Club too, he stole that as well. Oh. That used to be an old Zen thing when you would go to a Zen temple. If you wanted to become a monk, yeah. they would make you wait yep. in the front. Um, and uh, yeah, so I thought that they was do it in uh, Doctor Strange and a bunch of those old Kung Fu movies. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yep. That was actually having read a thing. A I think don't they do that in Kill Bill? Doesn't is it doesn't yes, uh, Luma has to wait? Yep. They it's been and it was a real thing. Yeah. Uh supposedly, I mean, you know, well, all yeah. those monks made up a lot of bullshit. They were very <laughs> weird. But then he comes into the house, right? He uplifts her, he talks to her, they become close. They only hooked up once when they were drunk. It didn't go too far. I felt like I was watching Southern Charm or Vanderpump Rules or something. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go that. very well according to what Lisa. Oh, that's right. He lost his heart on and they laughed yeah. about it, which was a little bit TMI. Yeah. You know? And what is you know what, Andy, we're old. Back in the day. When someone said hooked up, it used to mean you maybe like made out a little heavy petting. It didn't yeah. mean you did the deed, but I guess hooked yeah. up means do the deed now. I Yeah, I can't keep up with all the current lingo, but yes, for sure. That's not what it used to mean. Not in my memory anyways. Yeah, I don't know. But then again, that's a very short period of time because I think in my mind, once you become like an adult, you're banging. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just who I am, Ando. I'm going to lay it well, out there. There's no making out. You, you either bang or you don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just cut to the chase. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't. Yeah, you got to take your time here. But yeah, yeah. I, I didn't come here to like, you know, give little kisses. You know what I'm saying? We're, <laughs> we're doing the deed here. So it sounds like they tried to do the deed, but it didn't well, work out. You know, the thing that struck me weird there, too, is that she said, Lee said something to the effect of that that Bill started talking about Darby almost right away and how amazing she was to Lee. Yes. And uh, what, yes, you're right. What the hell? That's just, it was like, she's, is she trying to just kiss Darby's ass? Is that what Lee's trying to do here? I don't that trust her at all. I do. Yeah. I don't trust anything no. Lee's saying. Why didn't you look up the info? And then all of a sudden Andy appears behind her shoulder, right? Like she's being, con we're, we're, I feel, first of all, this all might be not real, but within the context of this yeah. situation, of whatever feel, it is, yeah, yeah, I feel that Lee is purposefully trying to make people feel like Andy is controlling her, but he, I don't think he is. I've now come to the conclusion that Andy that they're all they're equally powerful off on their own kind of trips. Um, so I don't trust her. I don't trust him either. And I don't really trust much of anything she said to her. I felt that that story was, you know, like you can tell when something's a lie, when person adds like too much detail a little bit and that yeah. TMI-ness, it felt not 
real to me. But then the, it felt like a script. Yeah. And then she says something weird is that she says, so that she says that was everything happened six years ago. You notice that everything happened five or six years ago, which is also around the time when Zoomer may have been born. Yep. Right. Or when she became pregnant, she says, what about Andy? Oh, Andy was in and out of my life. Okay. So you're doxxed living at home, but a, but a world famous billionaire is in and out of your life. Yeah. And, and when Andy talks later, he says that he knew Bill because Bill helped them save the house in Crystal Valley, Florida, or what it, Chris, Crystal Valley, Crystal River, Florida. And so he, and that's the, that's where Lisa, the details just don't. It's very, what's the house in, it, it made me think of like Scientology. So like, I thought, was it Cliff's, was it Clearwater or? No, Crystal River. I've okay. actually been to that place. Oh. It's There's a lot of, uh, my wife is a big Marine person and that's where in the wintertime, there's a really warm, warm, uh, warm river that goes there. So a lot of the manatees go there over the wintertime oh. because it's warmer. So we actually went and like went into the river on kayaks and right next to the manatees where they like come up and bump the bottom of your kayak. It's really cool. Wow. You did that. That's awesome, Andy. Yes. You're adventurous. Well, I would have never done it, but like I said, my wife is obsessed with marine biology and stuff like that and loves manatees. So, so that's the only reason why I was like, Oh, Crystal River. I know exactly where that is because I've been there. So it's, yeah, it's not a, it's not, so it's quite a ways away from the Scientology stuff. And that is in Clearwater though. That's closer to Tampa. Crystal River is north of there by like, I don't I want to say an hour or two hours, maybe. I'm, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have the exact memory of that, but it's somewhere north of Tampa quite a ways. It just sounded weird to me, maybe. Yeah. I, no, no offense to Scientologists out there. Hail Zenu. Um, that's a, my little nod to them. Um, Andy doesn't want to comment on that in case <laughs> Tom Cruise is listening and he starts running towards your house. <laughs> oh, uh, my, uh, my wife overheard what, what we were saying. So she had to come in and question me. No, that it actually was in the show. Crystal river was in the show that we were watching. Like, oh, they they're talking. No, they're talking about, they talked about living there. At one time. <gasps> an hour and a half north of Tampa is what my wife said. So I, I'll get in. I'll, I'm sure I will get interrogated Kings when Bay. I get off. What? Kings Bay. On Kings Bay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, we had a little guest cameo there, so yes. Yeah, nice. Okay, I found it. Um, okay, does that, uh, can I fix a drink? Yeah, she asked about the mask. Well, who knows the footage is software. My, me, Andy, Marius, Todd. He was one of, I met Bill six years ago. Yep, after one of the people found me, you were docs. My reputation was destroyed. Interesting. My parents' little place in Florida. So did he help save the parents' house in some way? Uh, it's very, it's interesting. He just says he read my manifesto. You're right. He slept on the porch for a few nights. Eventually we started talking. One morning he's lined up all these Polaroids. He starts talking to me about you. We hooked up once. We were both wasted. It was his last night. I mean, he lost his heart on. I was embarrassed. He was embarrassed. See what I'm talking about? What are you talking about? He lost. And then I met Andy. No, Andy and I had been seeing each other off and on for a while. And uh, then we got pregnant and I got married. And then they go into talking about who actually knew Bill. And then it leads to Rohan. And we, we, we should talk about Rohan. And this is the part when she says, 
I hope you'll be careful, Darby. If Bill was murdered, it was very sophisticated. You only have mm-hmm. one real advantage. And Darby says, no one sees a 24-year-old girl coming. Um, yeah. He, she says, yeah, just as long as you, you're just another guest in our retreat, which was the original name of the show, The Retreat, so long as you play the part. It's interesting. It's the same thing that like wrote when she confronted Rohan when he was putting his uh, red boots on, red yeah, laced boots, and he said, "Careful, yeah, careful, girl." Yeah. Keep you know quiet. the other thing that play the, part. the other thing with Lee and that whole conversation with Lee that really kind of like um, Darby has already said that Lee is like a master hacker and the best hacker in the world and all this kind of thing and. It took Darby five minutes to break into the the cameras, and she, and Lee said, "I didn't have time for that because I'm I'm a mother and I'm taking care of it." You didn't have five minutes to do that if this this death meant so much to you. I just that does that whole thing too. I'm like, I don't, I know you're busy, but no one's that busy when for five minutes. I mean, that would have taken her no time at all to do that. So I don't have this. Well, she lied. It's just, it's just like she said she made it out like it was because Andy would find out. But then later in the episode, she, Andy's like, I know everything you did. Of course I know that you hacked into the camera. Of course I know what you've saw. I know every question you're asking people, you are fucking talking to the AI that I invented and have full access to. He knows everything she's saying and all the information that she's given to by Ray, Lee, or Andy, I find to be entirely false or yeah. leading her in a certain direction, creating a world for her. Now, that's another version of, right? There, There's two types of hacking. When you read about people who hack, hey, we were talking a little bit about this before when I was talking about my parents who were both kind of scam artists. Social hacking, right? You find, mm-hmm. How did, when all that, um, those celebrity photos leaked, right? All the, and they and that dude or dudes got into phones of Jennifer Lawrence. All the it was terrible, oh, right? Yeah. And they stole yeah. their, of course, naked pictures and shit, pervos. Mm-hmm. How did they do it? It was not through some brilliant fucking computer program. They socially hacked it. They called up the phone companies and got and and basically conned people into giving them access to these accounts, right? So yeah. that is a kind of hacking as well. They're socially, is she being socially hacked? Like, is this environment, we're thinking about it in a technical way, right? But yeah. could it also just be the old school? They're all fucking with her. You know, that's that would de- that definitely could could be the case because like I say everyone seems to know her and everything about her and yeah. yeah. And I that's find an nothing. Thought. I don't find the, all the stuff that Ray tells her. Like you say, she says, Ray. How is the information available? The L two L three flight information. You know. He says, yeah. how do you know about He goes, it's available for purchase. Yeah, so they're obviously purchasing tons yeah. and tons of data so they can data mine things. Exactly. So they obviously have it with her too. Who gave you the who gave you the money to purchase it, Ray? You did in the in your job you have? <laughs> yeah. In your AI That's, world? No, Andy did. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you have access to the bank accounts of his company, and right. So, um, I, I I'm I'm is. Let me ask you: Is that are you enjoying that aspect, or three episodes in, are you feeling like, gosh, I can't trust anything? I'm, I'm kind of. How is it making well, you feel? I like it. I mean, I love I love mysteries, and even though this is not a doesn't, I mean, it, it's kind of a non-traditional mystery masquerading as a traditional one. I think there's a lot more going on here than what we think. I like the, I like the aspect of we've get, we're getting stories that don't always, don't always match up, but I think we can, might be able to figure something out just by comparing and contrasting and what's similar. And it, I don't know. I am enjoying it. I can't put on my kid put in my mind why I enjoy it, but it's, I don't know. Are you enjoying it? Like, do you like that aspect? I love it. I I am absolutely loving this show. I love that feeling. For some people, it's frustrating. Yeah. And as the loss, I guess part of it, part of it, I guess I should say too, is it's kind of like how it was with Westworld, where for the longest time in Westworld, I was forgiving of everything because I I was I had faith that they were going to stick the landing and they were going to they had everything worked out and like we talked exhaustively about. I didn't really care for the way that that thing ended, but. This one, I, I I have faith that it's gonna it's going to make sense at some point. So it's, I just I enjoy the hell out of trying to figure out how how it's gonna make sense. I agree, but just as I have two points from the show that brought us together, Ando Lost, which yes. is number one, I expect the end of this show to be more about emotions, humans, and characters than anything yeah. else. Oh, yeah. Than mythology, tech, magic, whatever. Mm-hmm. And number two, I am totally understanding of and expecting that a large por- portion of the audience watching this show may already be turned off because there are, how about people who watch stuff like this and go, oh, they don't know what they're doing. They're just throwing shit out, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is yep. too confusing. This is artsy fartsy. This is. Yeah, this is a bunch of red herrings, you know. Well, it's because it's an immersive experience, much like Andy talking about Walt Disney or Lee talking about her hacking or Darby talking to Ray. It's we're being immersed into a new language, right? Oftentimes, Mm -hmm. and we've lost this in our day and age, no, no offense, Marvel movies, which, you know, Andy and I could be fans of. But there used to be a thing called the language of film. And when I was taking film classes, we'd often talk about that. And it's when a director and auteur creators basically create a a visual, spoken, um, through mise-en-scene, things in the background, the way shots are constructed. It speaks to you in a certain way. And that language is one of emotion, intuition, um, memory, right? Sense. Mm-hmm. And that's what this show does to me. And that's why I really enjoy it. Um, I, I feel like I'm, you know, walking into a VR experience when this show begins. And I think the remote location, uh, we got some awesome, um, yeah, ice visuals. climbing. Yeah. yeah, we got right. They were climbing on glaciers. The word I'm looking for: glacier climbing. Uh, mm-hmm. which, ice climbing. 
Yes, which did seem very video game-like, very video game-like Yeah, while it was happening. Um, and it just immerses you. So yeah, I'm loving it, man. I hope everyone listening, I mean, if you're listening, you probably really love the show. <laughs> We're in week two. I've seen a bit more of uh, talk about it, a little bit on the interwebs, some more articles being written. I don't know that it's getting... It's really like blowing up. Well, I think I saw when I turned on Hulu yesterday, I think it was like number seven or number eight on their top 10 for the day. So that's not usually when a new show comes, it's one or two for a, the first few weeks. So, yeah. And, and that's, but does it, I mean, this is pretty hard. I mean, even though it's a murder mystery, it's, it's not a lot of humor. It it's definitely has some harder sci-fi elements. Sometimes that it takes a little while for that following to build up too. So, yep. Yep. Um, let so, me, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say what, uh, just cause I think it's such a major talking point and I know Bubba talked about it a little bit. Do you think the phone call from Rohan was actually Rohan? I don't believe anything, man. I don't. And, and, yeah. and by the way, RIP Rohan, we forgot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's how it ends. But, and the, 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 that phone call. Happened. The phone rang literally the second she opens the door to walk out and yeah. get away from Todd. Everything's timed, dude. Just like when she runs into Zoomer in the hall, or she run, uh -huh. runs into Lee, or Andy's right there. Or, oh, there's just Tomas. like a video game. <laughs> yep. That's um, and we do one thing. I did want to call uh, call out before I, we get into your question was which was it we. Uh, it has been explained now why we got that overemphasis on the zoom of the broken pot of uh, the broken tea that he drops on the ground. Because mm -hmm. if you look at it, you'll see that there were three glasses on, right? So yep. it, we, uh, and that's a question that we'll ask, but what, what, what did you ask again? Before Basically I, just what you thought about the call, the phone call that oh, Rohan. Yes, Rohan's phone call. So strange. And so, and even the way he talked to her after too, and the, and it brings me back to when Bill said to her, I have something to tell you what come back to my room. Why do I need to come back to your room for you to tell me? Tell me, Bill. Yeah. yeah. Rohan says the same thing. I had a feeling he wanted to tell me something very important, but he didn't get a chance to. And then Rohan says too, I felt like he was drugged. It seemed like he was drugged. And then when he's uh -huh. on the phone, he sounds drugged. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he sound all drugged out? And he's like, eh, like it's kind of yeah. coming in and out. And you don't know whether or not that's a technical thing or it's like he was drugged. And then, of course, we have some close-ups of her getting coffee out of the machine in the room over and over again. Which is that is, and then she sees the people all have the mask on. And as you have in the notes, it leads us to believe, was she drugged too? Yeah. Cause it was right after she had that glass of wine Yeah, or whatever that she was drinking. Yeah. It's there's it's a what, lot. Of, this is becoming like only murders in the building, Bubba. We need your help. There's like something on the whole, donut. That whole sequence with that was weird. The song and then the. Yeah, they say they turn, she sees everybody in the, I like to call them the eyes wide shut masks. Oh, that's all I think yeah. of. Yeah, I love it. When I see it, I mean, they're very similar to that kind of thing. And I mean, the 
Well, I think one of the emailers on Bubba's show said something about it gave strong Kubrick vibes, which I think it does very much give strong Kubrick vibes. It just has that feel, whether it is 2001 or The Shining or Eyes Wide Shut. There's a lot of it makes me feel a lot like Kubrick in a lot of scenes, which is. Well, what was Eyes Wide Shut about? About the lies we tell ourselves. Yep. The, the, yeah, infidelity the, the and infidelity. yeah, who, who people actually are and the game, the game that's played. Yeah. You know, a lot of people complain about Eyes Wide Shut, especially the New York scenes when Tom Cruise is running around the streets and it so obviously looks like a studio in London. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's supposed to look like that, right? Yeah. Because the whole thing is supposed to be like a fever dream. You know? Yeah, I think that's an insanely underrated film. Oh, but, of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I I, I, so that's genius. immediately why I went to it because it gives a lot of those feelings. Like I said, a lot of the in the Kubrick things, just in general, that's 2001 and Shining as well. A lot of vibes yeah, from those. Yeah. So, um, if you had to guess who the other two people are, there's three glasses of tea. Who was uh, in the room with Bill? With three glasses, well, the the easy the easy answer would be Lee and her son, but that doesn't seem. Well, I don't know how that would be possible. I don't know. I I haven't really thought much about the tea thing. The tea for three. Like, I immediately yeah. thought Lee and Andy. Well, they were having a talk I, about their kid Zoomer that they yeah. share together. Cause it's really, he didn't, he did have a boner. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it's Bill's the, kid. Uh, it is a robot too. And it was, you know, there was another thing that I think Bubba brought up too. I'm just going to keep plugging Bubba constantly here about the taking off the ring. Yeah. And how that was, that has to be how the, that Ray is getting all of the, all of the uh, heartbeat notification, like heartbeat monitors and all that stuff. Well, he takes that off. And then that after that is when, when Andy gives all the information about how he had an elevated heart rate and he had well, he died at this time and all that. So is that okay? That I have, doesn't make much sense either. But I love that you brought that up. And I, I read something else too, that other people saw. And what you're making reference to is that bill takes off his ring and opens up the door and puts yeah, the ring down. Into the room. So mm-hmm. he doesn't have the ring on to get all that information. Well, Ray tells Darby in the first episode, that's how he, or the second episode, that's how he gets all the information from the ring, right? Mm-hmm. But would it not be a tell that they don't need the ring to get all that information because the whole oh. fucking hotel is reading and recording everything that they're doing, including their biorhythms, heart rates, all that. Yeah, shit. and they, they, uh, Lee said something in one of those first two episodes about how all the stuff is floating through the air, yeah. like all the information is floating through the air. Anyways, that yeah. would make sense. The other thing I was thinking is he, if he took that ring off and set it down, it was so someone else could get into the room without knocking. And we can also remember that she falls asleep on the plane, and all of this is taking place with her in a room str- with a fucking. VR helmet on while she's asleep and none of it's actually real. Um, and that's how they can tell all this weird shit. Um, or, or they're somewhere else completely (laughs) not where 
We think they are. Yes. And also, I mean, they're, yep. if you want to, if you want to go crazy and I well, might as well go crazy. Cause that's what I'm good at doing. I mean, there was references again that, uh, well, the robots that Andy says are, they're being built to survive in extreme environments and they're, they're good at tunneling and doing all this stuff. And we also, one of the things when, uh, Darby is doing her research via, via Ray says that, uh, Sean has been recruited by Ronson Industries to lead their lunar colonization program. Mm. Yeah, perhaps I mean, using the swarm robotics technology that Oliver had developed as well. Yeah. Are they are they somehow already on the moon? Oh, I, mean, I like it, Ando. That thing in the ground there, right, is like some moon-like base or something. That because like I said, we didn't see, we saw Darby fall asleep on the plane. When we wake yeah. up, the plane is landing. That doesn't, I'm not saying it's on the moon, but I mean, that's, that seems a little too far out there, but I think I'm guessing some of that is red herrings and that's just what, that, what Andy's goal is to do at some point, but I'm not going to completely cross it off. Mm. Mm. I like this. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and I'm still, still everything that's happening here. Uh, oh, you know what I do wanted to talk about is we should talk a little bit about Rohan because we we kind of obviously he's dead. We talked about his phone <laughs> call. I thought it was kind of interesting that he says that he was struggling with alcoholism. He loses hope in humanity and its future on Earth because of all the climate change shit he's working on. Right? He's a climatologist, mm-hmm. and he said that Bill saves him. By saying, you're taking humans too seriously, even if this all becomes muck again, Uh a big swamp, life will come from it, and the planet will go on. And Rohan says that this helped him cure his alcoholism. It helped him take take it easy on himself, and he fell in love with Bill. Now, when he says he loved Bill... When they have that phone call where she says, you know how I know? I loved him too, right? Yep. Do you get the feeling that Bill, that Rohan, like, loved Bill? You know, I I think it's definitely a possibility, but I guess in my mind it doesn't really matter. I don't think it matters either, but for the context of the show, it could. Well, that's true. Everybody had some kind of semi-sexual strong spiritual and connection to bill the other the other strange thing he said too is that yeah um, he was been sober for five years so that means he must have rohan and bill obviously met between five and six years ago Again. which is the same yes the same yeah. time frame that lee supposedly met with him yeah yeah and lee said as far as she knew rohan and bill didn't know each other that doesn't seem i don't know just something there just doesn't all see i don't know who the hell to trust and <laughs> The other thing is, how how long has Darby known Bill? Because she is 24, okay? Yep. Six years ago, she was 18. That's when Bill ran off. Yep, when she was texting him in, the, in her high school climate chemistry class, whatever she was, when she was texting and he was listening on the phone. Right, know? but we don't know that it could have been after graduation in the summer, that yeah. they have that trip, right? Because that takes, mm-hmm. that's like at the end of their journeys. But mm-hmm. it's like, Bill did an awful lot that year. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he just did a lot. He, he, he ran off. He met Rohan. He met the, the woman that his ex girlfriend was obsessed with. He knows billionaires. Now he's making art projects about shell hell. You know, he, it's just, yeah. it's very weird. So I don't know. Could be that that's just kind of like, in a way, it's an archetype of the famous reclusive artist who has connections to everyone somehow. Um, I find it but very something, fascinating. Something to do with the, them telling the time, though. They're, they wouldn't need to say that. Yeah. He could just say, yeah, Bill, or Bill helped me get sober a couple years ago. But they're specifically putting those times in there. And by the way, Bill was 21 at that time because he's 27 and he died. And if that was five or six years ago, he was like a fucking kid. Like Rohan, are you serious? Some 20 year old kid saved your life. Okay. I mean, maybe I'm a little uh, jaded. I'm, I'm, I'm 50, but the last (laughs) time I ran into a 20 year old, I felt like they were 12. Yep. That's exactly right. Cause Rohan's got to be in his late forties or fifties at least. Rohan was a little older. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's very interesting. Um, we should talk. We get a little bit of Zeba, but not much. She talks about she loved Bill. She wanted to meet him, and then she sings this song. Yeah, it's like a little bit of that, a little bit of not much of David either, and not much of I don't think did we even see Martin at all? I don't think we saw him at all. No, he was in the background here and there. Not much. Um, you're right. Oliver, we uh, we learned. I don't think we knew from the first two episodes that he was in a wheelchair. That, I don't think so either. Right? I think that was new. So he and he talks about how like his disability pushed him. He was admitted to Oxford at 16. He holds some robotics chair at Harvard. And he also on Twitter, Ray <laughs> says he called Bill a failed programmer, not an artist, and he just wants attention. So Oliver kind of maybe that's the first person who had something negative to say about Bill. Yep. Right. Yeah. At least outwardly that we can, that we know of. I mean, most of the other ones have been, have been very pro bill. Yeah, definitely getting except when he can't get it up. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Rohan arrested in Moscow was in a prison camp for three years for espionage in connection with Chernobyl. Um, and there's no known info about Rohan after 2006, which would obviously be the time in which he knew bill, which was only six years ago. Yeah. Um, the, the, the next thing I had in the notes I thought was interesting too. I don't think, I think when Rohan admits to being the mask, I think that was only over the phone. But I think he did it later when when they, oh no, because he's fucking dying. That's right. And the phone, the phone, yeah. After the phone call, he's dead. You're right. You're right. That was the weird. Okay, riddle me this, and man, <laughs> she says to him, out of nowhere. Oh, it's because he has the mask on. She just assumes that it's the same mask. It's the same person which I would not have even assumed. I just think that's, I guess he's the only one. Lee had already told her that those masks were kind of generic. Yeah. So it doesn't A mean- normal thing to get rid of, to 
screw up the AI facial recognition. Yeah. So I guess she just, that's what I was trying to figure out is how she so quickly jumps from him being the red shoes to the mask. Oh, it's because he was wearing that same kind of mask mm-hmm. while he did it. I, I caught, I guess that caught a, for some reason, that very obvious thing blew past me because I was thinking that the mask was so generic. Anyone could have had it, but I guess that does make sense. Yeah, the whole phone conversation was very strange, and he definitely sounded drugged or something was a going lot like on. the. I think a lot like the conversation she had with Lee. It seemed like they were like both people were just reading off bullet points that they wanted mm-hmm. to do an info dump to Lee or to Darby for. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't want to say planting information with her, but it definitely. They. I don't know. It was. Because he, Rohan basically avoids her, avoids her, avoids her. And then he calls her and says, I'm, I'm ready to talk. I need to talk. Which until then, he's like, stay away. Be careful. You don't want a part of this, that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden when he calls, he happens to change his mind completely. It, it's, I don't know. It doesn't, I, I'm, I'm betting that it is not Rohan on the phone. I think that that voice changer thing has to play a point at some point in this story. But who would be behind it or what is the bigger question. But what do you think about the whole uh, we see the Morse code thing come up again? And there's obviously other ah, people that we haven't seen yet. Yes, and that connects us back to when Bill did that trick with the lights for her. Mm-hmm. So he's who is he communicating? That's a main question is who is Rohan communicating with? One down the plan what is it one down the plan continues or yeah one down uh where the heck is it i know i have it here somewhere yeah you one had one down uh and now of course i can't find it <laughs> i'll find it here at some point yeah it's um god dang it what the heck is it one down still a go there we go one down so there's obviously some kind of plan and does one down mean Bill's dead. We got one of them down. Or does it mean they did something else? Yeah, we don't know. And who was he communicating with? Why are they communicating in that fashion? Very, very strange. And and the thing is, is they, I mean, the, the scene where they're doing the ice climb thing and I'm just assuming it's Rohan at this point, Rohan stops and he stops like two feet away from Darby on the side. How? It, it, a lot of that makes that me think that he game. was. Yeah. He well, and it also makes me think either that or he knows that she's there, and he this was to show her something. Ah, oh, another little red herring there. And well, just to show her, like he wanted her to see that. Yeah. Wanted her to see the 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 SOS thing the same way where when I thought last week when those lights flashed when Darby was running around outside to go find bill and the lights flashed. I paid careful attention every single time we we had an outdoor shot this time in the dark and the lights never flashed. I think he was trying. That's why I wonder if bill is still alive somehow and communicate, trying to communicate something with her, but they're afraid they're on. I don't know. I'm just, I'm way off the deep end here again, but no, but if she's inside the matrix, that may be the only way he has to communicate. And everything that we see could end up being a code or, an avatar for someone different or something different for all we know these could be this could be tron shit and they're different programs 
trying to figure oh, out. Nice. The, I like that. Right? The answer to climate change. Because yes. that's brought up again, right? Mm-hmm. In his despair. And mm-hmm. this is worldwide shit. It's, it's interesting. I, I like what you had in the notes. Is there any significance to the paintings that are prominently featured? Yeah. That big red sky. It looks like Zoomer drew those. What is mm-hmm. red sky? Are we already past the point? Where is it all a metaphor and they are in a, when they, he says, we've got to go underground, right? Get yeah, everyone underground. End. Yeah. Get everybody and get Todd, get everyone underground. Yeah. Maybe wow. they're underground already because the end of the world, the apocalypse has happened. And this is, well, and, and this is the 18th iteration of them running through this murder mystery, which is actually like a fucking just works the program through to figure out a way for them to live or some shit. I, I have to admit it is hard to keep the matrix out of my head when watching right. this show. I, it's, I mean, I don't want to bring it up all the time, but it is very hard to, and that's why that whole thing, that last line where he says, Todd, get everyone underground. What the, why, what, I mean, yeah, we saw Rohan die, <laughs> but why, why would that necessitate everyone going underground? And like, when Clive Owen says it, it's like he's saying it like, don't fuck around. Let's get this done now. Mm. And we've already seen something that's underground, haven't we? The robots yeah. were building it. Uh-huh. So what the fuck is going on? And what yeah. the fuck's up with that hotel? Is some, Is this, this could go in so many different directions. Does Andy think that the AI or Ray or whatever, it, is the, has this experiment gone wrong? Is he yeah. trying to control it in some way? Is he trying to get them back to the beginning so they can wake up there and know that it's actually, you know, the year 3040. And is there, is there something in the hotel that's malfunctioning that yeah, they need to I, get them out of the hotel? I don't is, know, man. And you know, there was another, I can't remember if I put them in the notes or not, but there was another thing that I think, I think it's worth mentioning. I, we have zero information on what the hell it is, but when, uh, when they're trying to get, when Todd is trying to get Darby out of there, and all of a sudden, the uh, Marius, the hotel manager, runs up and he's like, "What's going on?" And I got, he said, "I got a panicked call from the people at Hardfront." Mm. And Darby's like, "What? What's Hardfront?" And they like then they cut to the Rohan yelling and screaming, so they we don't go back to it. But Hardfront, what the hell is that? What is the? I mean, we have no answers. So it's but there's obvious between that and Rohan signaling things. There's obviously some other communication going on with people that we haven't seen yet or don't know what they are or that we know what they are. We just don't know that's them yet or something. I, th- I thought it was just something interesting to keep an eye on. Maybe it's hard home and um, <laughs> the night kid is coming. <laughs> the white walkers are on their way. That's why they have to go underground. Yep. So there's a, there's a specific music that they keep on using in this show that I'm trying to find what it is and where it came from, but it's the it's kind of the choral chanting where it's like ooh, ha, ooh, ha, ooh, 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 ooh. like you hear the yep. kind of like chanting, and I've heard this before, and I can't remember whether or not they used it in the OA. Or where else I've heard that music? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what some music you're talking about, but I said I haven't watched the OA. So is it just possible they use the same composer, some same composer, or 
Is it something you think it's something different than that? No, it's a definite track that um, that I have heard in something else before. It's not. It's not like a similar com, uh, composer okay. or anything. It's the same song. Okay, I'll do some digging when yeah. we go to, uh, over the next week. I'm I'm big into the soundtracks and scores and all, all that stuff. I will I will do some digging and report back. Because I'm trying, as we're actually on here, I was looking for it a little bit before. Yeah. Let's see. I don't know. Um, I did think it was interesting, too, on the uh, speaking of musical stuff, uh, when the robot scene is going on. And I didn't catch it the first time when I watched it, but I, the second time I watched it, I had the captioning on. And it said, the captioning said that they play musical tones to communicate. The robots do. And you can hear it. You can hear it when you when you know that it's happening. I didn't notice it the first time, but the the closed captioning specifically says that that that's what that is. Oh wait a second! Is this it? The square song by Pickwick Children's Chorus? Because I thought that this was the other thing. I couldn't remember whether I had heard it in the OA or in a certain show called dark. Oh, the, 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 uh, the score and the music is very reminiscent of dark. I 100% agree with that. And I think, wait, hold on a second here. Now, is this now leading me down a rabbit hole? (laughs) I'm going to sing. No. Oh, this is somebody's fucking around i hate youtube is so stupid every they just this was just made me to click on it uh all right we're gonna figure this out by next week and i think it may have been dark well there's definitely lots and lots i mean it feels a lot like dark Let's see. Uh, nope, I'm not finding it. So this is getting kind of weird for me to keep on searching, and but we'll just talk. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to the bottom <laughs> of a it. Podcast. We'll get to the bottom of it. But I think people who are watching this show, listening here, you you know what I'm talking. It's like the oh oh oh, oh. It, it kind of like it's 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 like people creating mu- like choral music like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very interesting stuff. So, wow, I'm looking through the notes. It looks like we talked about. Gosh, we talked just about everything. Oh, one other thing was that Todd and Bubba mentioned this, and I I noticed it too. That Todd has a master ring. It seems like Todd can get anywhere. Oh, um, he's got a skeleton key. I forgot yeah. about that. Yep. Um, we and we still got to figure out. I, for me, I'm very interested in finding out what happened to Bill. I'm almost more interested in finding out what happened to the silver doe killer and the original story between her and Bill. So how, I find it fascinating. how closely, how closely do you think is it, is it, is it related to what's going on in Iceland? Do you think, or is it, is it just a, like a, a thing to tell us more about the characters? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I think it's intimately, I I almost feel like it's the same story. I really do. 
because that I mean one of the things well, a lot of murder mysteries that are told in this fashion with two, like two dueling flashbacks eventually at the end the two stories tie together somehow and that's why I'm wondering if that's going to happen or if it's more just a, like you said this happened before and now this is happening and it's a similar just a dual mystery I'm, I'm there's times when they say things in that in that flashback that really make me think it definitely feels like it's referring to the present day as well at the same time so yeah I don't really have an answer for that question that's just something that I keep thinking about when I'm watching the show. Mm. Guess what, Ando? It was dark. Same song? Yep. I think it's this. Four pieces, number three, Curante. It, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it, it, that's what it was from. And if you, it, when you hear it, you'll, you'll know it. I got to find a part in dark when it's playing. But it is. What is it dark. called? Four pieces. What? Four pieces. Number three. Corante. I think it's room full of teeth or something. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna do some more. I say I. I have it up on my yep. screen now, so I will look at. It. I'm gonna do some investigating later. We'll, we'll we'll get to the heart of it. But let me tell you, folks. Anything that has anything that's the same as dark is a good thing because if you yep. have not seen dark, which is on Netflix, it's a German sci-fi thriller. One of the best television shows ever made. Honestly, definitely a, might be in my top five ever of TV shows. And, uh, Oh, wow. I wouldn't put it. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't put it up that high, but it is very, very good. And, you know, just by using that, that couldn't have been, that couldn't have been an accident either. No. I mean, th this, and that makes me think that we might going down the crazy paths we're going down might we're going to end somewhere crazy. If they're referencing <laughs> dark, that something crazy is going to. It's not going to be a standard Agatha Christie in the yes. modern day story. There's something insane is going to happen at some point. Yep. Well, sorry for all that googling on the air, folks. But you got your answer. <laughs> it is the same song from Dark. So that's awesome. I love that. Now, as we leave, Andy, I want to leave you with one final insane, crazy theory. Are you ready yes. for it? Let's okay, do it. Here we this go. is what I'm here for. That's what I signed up for this project for. Um, but you might not like this one. Um, we're wrong about everything, and it just seems weird. But what's happening here is a series of strange coincidences that Darby is formatting into this murder mystery because that's the only way she knows how to deal with the world. And really he did kill himself. And then, um, Rohan died of a heart attack. He told her that he had a pacemaker, a little device mm -hmm. in his that keeps his heart pumping. And then he died from the stress and from going back to drinking for the first time in five years. And she's just kind of, yeah. uh, and she and and filling in the gaps and fa not fantasizing, but kind of exactly connecting pieces that aren't there and things like that. And Andy and Lee are just eccentric billionaire whack nuts, Assholes. like every yeah. billionaire is. Yep, and have lost touch with fucking reality and humanity, and so everything seems strange. So you we got to throw it out there. When you're on a show, yeah. you have crazy theories. Sometimes you have to say, maybe we're the crazy ones. Well, That's and I think I'd, I mean, I think I'd be okay with it because like every time when we did an episode of Westworld, 
of the many, many episodes we all did of that, every time I was, and when a new episode came out, I'm like, well, I was happy. My theories were proven wrong. I mean, I, I, I don't, I have, I am just fine. I'd rather be surprised than if we got everything right. That actually might be more disappointing. Yeah, definitely. Well, we will be back here next week to check on how we're doing, but mostly just to enjoy this great show because, um, I don't care about being right. I know you don't either, Andy. It's just fun yeah. to chat about it. And, and, and we would love to hear from you out there. Email us dvrpodcast at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group, daily DVR. You could, I don't really, I'm not really on Twitter, but Andy's on Twitter. Andy, what's your Twitter? Uh, Go, let me go for 1977. I think. Let there me let go. me double check. It's been so while since I thrown it out there. <laughs> Wait, you do still check Twitter, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. At go for 1977. All right. So hit up Andy or just search DVR podcast, and you'll see Andy's. Uh, I think I tweeted out the first ep- first episode we did last week. We'd love to hear from you. We love speaking you. of hearing from people, we did hear from one person today that sent us something that I didn't even think of, and we didn't mention it last week because I didn't think about it. Nice. Um, Gina contacted yes. us and said, "How did you guys miss that Darby willingly gave her DNA to them when they agreed to the test at the beginning before she got on the plane?" Yep. So. They have all of her DNA, which may or may not be important. I thought that was an interesting thing to also keep in the back of our minds. So thank you, Gina. <laughs> Very true, Gina. Very true. And that was before anything happened at all, right? Before she fell yep. asleep, before anything happened at all. That was the introduction here. And it's always good to return back to the beginning. Um, and I feel like maybe a rewatch of the first episode before the last episode or, or such. Well, and that, I mean, Might the very first fun. thing we see is them playing. This is the end by the doors. This is the end. Yep. And there was, you know, that made me think of too. There was one other thing. I wonder if I can find it quick before we go. Oh, I have one thing. I did find out actually that critics were given all the episodes of this show. So oh, really? Yeah. So, I heard a very brief review with Daniel Feinberg where he said something like it gets kind of, he didn't like that. It got kind of crazy in the end. And that immediately made me go like, I'm going to like this. Oh, that's good news. I like Feinberg, but he's not one for the West. He's not an esoteric type of dude. Like he's like straight down the middle. So if it's crazy like this, he's not really gonna really go for it. And that doesn't mean it's bad. That means I think we're on the right. It's just not his. Yeah. Not in his style. Yeah, exactly. The the thing I was going to say that I had forgotten about, it was in the flashback at the beginning of this episode, near the beginning of the episode. Um, there, there says a line, one of them says a line when they're talking to each other that says, I think this murder came after the other. I thought, I wondered if that's a hint that maybe some of the timeline stuff we're seeing isn't quite in order either. Mm. Well, just, a hint, just another thing to throw out there. There's the whole question of why this silver doe is leaving these earrings. What is the clue? What, what, what was the purpose? That's what I'm saying. There is, I feel as though our main reveal in the, in the now or the future will be, we will be brought there through the past if that makes sense to you, right? We will yeah, have well, a revelation in the past that will make everything in the future click together. 
maybe and, Andy and that, was the killer. You know, I don't know. That same uh, that same flashback, I, I jotted a couple other lines down because right after they said that, one of them, Bill says, what if it's not a matter of catching him? What if it's a matter of him revealing himself to us? We have to tempt him, right? Corner him and trick him. And then she says, this guy's an organized killer, not a disorganized. This isn't a spur of the moment. It's meditated on. Like the silver jewelry, it's not a souvenir because he's keeping it. It's not a trophy either. It's a trail to be tracked and to be followed. Mm. And I think that's directly referencing this and what's going on now. Mm. I just don't I don't know how to put all those things together yet. But Well, we will keep on trying, baby. And we appreciate yes, we everyone will. listening. We hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving if you're celebrating here in the U.S. of A. If not, have a great Thursday going to be some football we'll talk about that on around the couch but we'll be back here next week hopefully with a guest we're going to get next week we got to get either gina mike or bubba to come on the show maybe should we i don't know i'm kind of i kind of feel like we should have bubba come a little bit later so we can have him kind of gather all the clues but maybe we can have him come on a couple times i don't know we'll chat about it offline in yeah our we'll VR figure out headsets. something yeah I'll yes put- all right, we'll, Andy. We'll go into our virtual castle and try and catch that crown. And in this case, the crown is our guest. Exactly. And I got to go have a coffee with a Coke. And it's going to be cold, though. That way it'll taste <laughs> yes. good. Enjoy. It's also the milk. Do you put milk in it? Or is it just like straight up black coffee and Coke? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because milk and coffee or cream and coffee. Yeah, that's everybody does that. I don't know. Things are going haywire here. All right, everybody. Peace out.